The scripture reading today is taken from Luke chapter 12, verses 13 to 21, the parable of the rich fool. Someone in the crowd said to him, teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Jesus replied, man, who appointed me judge or arbiter between you? Then he said to them, watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist of an abundance of possessions. And he told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones, and then I will store all my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not rich towards God. Good morning. So every day when I get home from work and I enter my house, what I see in front of me is shoes. A lot of shoes. I have a, because I'm Asian, <laughs> did you see? <laughs> yes, we like to not wear shoes in the house. And so <laughs> that wasn't planned, but thanks. Thanks, Anita. Yeah, so, you know, you come home and you see a myriad of shoes. And yeah, our family is a family of seven. And so the, there are a lot of shoes. We need winter boots. We need our running shoes. We need our sandals. We need our dress shoes. And if we play indoor sports, we'll need an indoor shoe. We have so many shoes, and I'm sure the Moors can uh, attest to this, that we need storage for our shoes. And so we have some storage in our foyer, the, our entranceway, and shoes just littered everywhere. And then we have storage in a garage just for our shoes. Having enough storage space for our stuff is a real problem in our world. Whether it's our shoes, our clothes, our tools, our bikes, our ski stuff, there's so many things that we own. Storage space is a real issue. And in our parable today, Jesus talks about someone who also had a storage space problem. In the story, there was a rich man who had an abundant harvest. He has such a great harvest season that he had a storage problem. Now, being rich, that's, this man would have already had a nice storage space, but it still wasn't enough. Like, and he said to himself, what should I do with this such great harvest? I don't have enough room for my barn or in my barn. And so he said to himself, I know what I'll do. I'll just tear down my barns and build even a bigger barn where I can store my surplus grain. This rich man did what any sensible person would do. The more you have, the more space you need. Why not build a bigger barn to store his goods? Like the amount of harvest this man must have had 
must have been very good because of what this rich man says to himself. He says, I have so much grain that now I could retire. This was his Freedom 55 moment. Oh, Freedom 55. Wouldn't that be great for all of us to have enough money in the bank that you could retire right now? To not work, take it easy, to live life the way you always wanted. Wouldn't you want that? To travel, to see the world? And isn't that the goal? Verse 15, watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in abundance of possessions. Life does not consist in abundance of possessions. What do you mean, Jesus? Our whole world order is built on the abundance of possessions. It's all about what I have. My house, my car, my money, my clothes, my shoes, my family. It's all mine. This is exactly what the rich man says about himself. My crops, my barns, my grain, my goods for myself. In 1848, two people by the name of John Sutter and James Marshall found something that made their hearts thump. What they found was flakes of gold in the stream bed. And they tried to keep this a secret because, because obviously they wanted it all for themselves. But the word got out and it started what we now know as the gold rush. I didn't know this, but did you know that the San Francisco 49ers, the NFL team, was named after this gold rush? Because in 1849, a year after this discovery, people from all over the world came to California with the hopes of hitting pay dirt. Again, a phrase that came from this time. And so they were called the 49ers because it was in 1849 that this happened. And then in a few years, over 300,000 fortune seekers and 300,000 people, imagine back then, no airplanes, right? No, no uh, highways, settled in California, many dying along the way, some dying with the hopes of getting rich, and many with nothing much to show for. And there's this one interesting publication that came out during this time in a place across the world, in New Zealand. The news of this gold had reached even to New Zealand. And there's a sermon, or an article, I can't tell, from July 1st, 1849, in the New Zealand Evangelist. And the article is called Gold Fever. Interestingly, in the article, written by a person named Reverend Samuel Ironside, he speaks about a disease, this fever that he calls an epidemic, which I thought was interesting, pandemic epidemic, and he calls this lure for gold, where people were leaving everything behind to search for this piece of rock, a disease, hence the term gold fever. And this kind of gold fever stuff doesn't happen now, does it? We don't arrange our whole lives and systems for a little piece of shiny rock. I mean, we have a hard enough time getting enough toilet paper. I'm less about worrying about seeking gold. Watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in abundance of possessions. Watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. 
Jesus warns us that we need to watch out and keep guard because greed so easily warms into our hearts and turns even the best of us into fevering mobs in search of toilet paper or for a great deal on Boxing Day. Have you seen those clips on TV of mobs trampling over each other, killing people just to get a good deal on a TV set? Thomas Aquinas says this about greed. He says it is a sin directly against one's neighbor. Since one person cannot overabound in external riches without another person lacking them, it is a sin against God, just as all mortar sins, inasmuch as a person contemns things eternal for the sake of temporal things. When we start killing one another who are eternal, who are made in the image of God for the sake of temporal things such as gold, oil, money, TV, land, we have lost sight of the priorities and the purpose of life. And listen to what Jesus says in verse 20. But God said to them, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not rich towards God. A life lived in search of abundance of possessions is a life of a fool. Though the man was rich and, and wise in his retirement planning, that very night his life was taken from him. The rich man was a fool because he lived his life focusing on the things that were temporal and perishable instead of living life with what mattered. Just as those 49ers who caught the disease of gold fever, we are so easily swayed and enthralled by stuff of treasures that end up being fool's gold. The point of this parable is that life is much more than just about possessions. Though we live in a world and a system that tells us to store up and save for the future, life is more than just about stuff. And Jesus' parable speaks directly against the mandate of our society. He calls this way of living foolish and calls his people to change their focus to a new kingdom, a new kingdom economy where the currency is love, people, giving, and service. This doesn't mean that we don't need stuff, nor do we not need possessions, and nor that possessions in and in, in, in of themselves are evil. They are a gift of God. It only becomes evil when we make the gift the focus of our lives instead of the giver. It becomes evil when it becomes our God. Jesus, knowing that we need possessions, gives an example of nature in the verses right after this parable. He says, don't worry about your life. Don't worry about what you will eat, about your clothes, about your body. Life is more than these things. He says, consider the ravens. Consider the flowers. How much more valuable are you than these things? And none of these things have to worry about what they will eat or wear. And listen to what Jesus says in verse 30. For the pagan world runs after all such things. And your father knows that you need them. 
But seek his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will never fail, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The pagan world, that is, our current world, runs after such things, and your father knows that we already need them. Instead of seeking fool's gold, what are we to seek? Seek his kingdom, and all these things will be given to you as well. Don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about your clothes. Don't worry about your future. God, the giver of good things, will take care of you. Instead, seek his kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Be people of the kingdom that loves people more than things. Be people of the kingdom that forgives, that shows mercy, that seeks peace. Be people of the kingdom that lives for justice, even if it means it hurts our bottom line. I called my sermon today House of Cash. Wouldn't it be awesome if we had so much cash that it would fill our whole homes? Well, some of us that own property in Toronto are literally sitting on a pile of cash. But that's not the reason why I called it a house of cash. I called it house of cash because of the singer Johnny Cash. The house of cash was a museum that was devoted to the life and work of Johnny Cash. The museum eventually fell into despair towards the end of Cash's life and was closed to the public. And I want to show you uh, a few, in, I want to take a few moments to show you the music video called Hurt, where we see images of this museum. For those of you who are online, unfortunately, due to copyright issues and, and the possibility that our YouTube stream will get shut down, we can't actually play the song for you. You'll see the music video, and there is a link um, below in the description that you can click on yourself and watch the video. So what you could do is you could pause, and then hit the link and watch it, and then come back. But Right, and if you haven't reloaded your page, just hit Control-R. Or on YouTube, just type in Hurt Johnny Cash music video, and, and you'll be able to find it. And so, so what we'll do is we'll watch that now together here and, and then continue. What have I become? It's a powerful video of a life of a man who had it all, whose accolades and accomplishments in the end became worthless. He sings, what, I have what have I become, my sweetest friend? Everyone I know or everything I own goes away in the end. The house of cash was sold after his death, and tragically or poetically, it burned down during renovations and is no more. The other line that I think is powerful and related to our passage is this, and you could have it all. 
my empire of dirt. Pay dirt. My empire of dirt. What in the end happens to our possessions? In the end, they all turn to dust. The empire of dirt that we are enticed by, that tells us life is about what we have, in the end will turn to dirt. So what does it mean for us to live in an empire that is so desirable, that is constantly telling us that we need more stuff? Verse 34, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where is your treasure? Is it in God or is it in your possessions? God has made us to find, a li- find life and purpose in Jesus Christ. It is in our desire and love for him that all other things fall into his rightful place. The question to ask ourselves is, where is our treasure? Is God and his kingdom, his empire, our treasure? Or is our treasure in what we, in what we own, our own empire of dirt? I recognize the pole is real. It's so difficult and so challenging for us to not get caught up in this world. How can we continue to live with God's kingdom in mind as we live in this world with so much pressure? I think this is where it's ongoing. There's no magic solution or a simple cure. It is an alternative way of living, of following Jesus, and it takes discipline. And today's sermon is the last sermon in our current series, and we'll be entering into a new series called Uncluttered. And we're inviting you to join us in this new series as we focus on fasting. Fasting from food, fasting from shopping, fasting to create space for God. We understand that our hearts and appetites need to be bent towards God, and this requires the discipline of fasting where we give space for God to change us. Another question to consider is in the area of ownership versus stewardship. We saw in the parable how the rich man kept saying, mine, right? My crops, my barns, my grain, my goods, myself. Are we owners or are we stewards? On ChristianStewardshipNetwork.com, One article states that ownership is a heavy burden we weren't meant to carry. We were never meant to be owners. The world's empire would argue for ownership, but in God's empire, God is the owner. We are participants, we are stewards, we're sons and daughters, but God is the owner. Psalm 24, 1 states that the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, The world and all its people belong to him. It belongs to God. The earth and everything in it is given to us to enjoy, to steward, to share. Yet it is not ours in that we can do whatever we want with it. We're called to take care of it. This is one of the reasons why Greg and I wanted to and saved this parable around money uh, to this morning. As we are having our annual resource meeting, we felt that this would be a great way to center ourselves, the community of faith, as we consider what Jesus says to us about our possessions, our resources. 
Well, check that, his resources. Lastly, we need to consider the, the challenge that Jesus gives us in verse 33. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Isn't that hard for us to hear? Jesus isn't telling us to sell all of our possessions, but to not let our possessions possess us. The practice of surrender, of letting go, is a way for us to fight against the greed and desire for more, to learn to sell or to let go of our possessions, and to help others is the corrective to our empire of dirt. And I've been thinking about the term Freedom 55, and we don't need to say now it's Freedom 55, more realistically 65, maybe 75, right? But I think we can have freedom right now. We can have freedom right now because life is not about possessions. It's not about how much money you have in the bank. If we seek after God's kingdom and building his uh, empire, we are free now to live, to give, to serve, and to not get caught up in the rat race of building our own kingdom and our retirement funds. So what do we want to become, our sweetest friends? Everyone we know, everything we own goes away in the end. And so Jesus, you could have it all. Our empire of dirt, replace it with more of you and of your empire of life. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you that you give us good things, that you're a father who cares and knows our needs. Yet we are fearful, yet we feel the pull and the lure of possessions, of money. Father, remind us that life is more than about our possessions, that life is more than about what we have. And, and really detach us, God, from our unhealthy attachments to our stuff and renew us and awaken us to your kingdom, to people, to love, to service. Free us, O oh God, from our greed. Free us so that we can live now. And we ask it in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.